Hello and welcome everyone to episode 17 of the Pointy Flycast. I am your host, Ducky O'Brien. And today we're going to have a really short discussion on planning for the future and not focusing too much on short-term gain to your detriment. Alright, as a small update though, my last episode was about ergonomics and I did... I followed my own advice basically, so... Excuse me for today, I'm a little bit sick, so my voice may sound a little bit deeper. But anyways, I bought an iPremio bed and furniturizers. It was an 8-pack for $27. I had some money, so I spent a gift card my my brother gave me to Amazon. And these are pretty cheap. They work fairly well. I'm using it right now on my desk. Now it's at a manageable level. It was too low before. And I also bought a 2-pack of simple trending monitor stand risers and you know what they're pretty good uh they're a little cheaper than the other ones with legs but they're half the price so i have them set up right now in front of me i have two monitors on top of it and then i have a little knickknacks underneath gonna look to buy more for my other computer but it does definitely help i don't have to slouch anymore um for me basically I gotta have my feet flat on the ground, and then when I sit in the chair, it should be, my my legs should basically form almost like a right angle. And then um, I should be able to st- sit up straight, and then uh, when I put my arms down, they should be comfortable at a level where I'm not leaning forward or backwards to adjust for the height. And then the monitor, basically the top of the monitor should basically hit your eye level at least at the very least uh if it's any lower then you risk training your neck down but yeah it helps uh take care of yourself because you know when you work a desk job it will affect you later on and you know unless you're super rich you're not gonna be able to take care of yourself (laughs) so take care of yourself guys it's worth spending a little bit of money if you don't got money use some you know a little bit of time and effort you can use a brick or glued together plywood whatever you got anyways moving on to our topic of today so basically start off with the story all right this is related to college humor where they got laid off um it's it's sad news because college humor used to be big back in the day not as big now and the reason for the downfall is basically facebook so i won't get into that but before I used to work a lot of odd jobs, and I'm grateful for the people that hired me. So I was working for one guy named Scott. He's a really smart guy. He's a hardworking dude. Used to be an engineer. He quit to start his own businesses, and he had a lot. He had a lot of businesses. This guy was a smart man. He had a a toy store, online toy store. Uh, but the biggest product that it sold were little kitty trampolines. So I don't know if you've ever seen these before. They are basically miniature trampolines that made for kids. So they can be smaller because the weight it has to be support is less. And it's made for indoor usage. So they're really small. And little kids can just jump up and down on it. If an adult did it, it would break it. <laughs> This guy basically started to trend. I mean, he did other things as well, such as web hosting. Um, he sold ground pools. He did all of these things. And he was making a lot of money selling these, these kitty trampolines. He started out, the, 
the trend basically um one of the few people who get who got in on it and so they're making money hand over fist and then he decides so why don't we put this product on amazon you know because amazon's the biggest online store so he did and it was going great for a short while and then what happened was amazon saw that this product was making a lot of money they did the math and they bought it in bulk from the manufacturer and they got a lower map pricing so basically map pricing is uh, as a retailer you cannot sell below this price otherwise the manufacturer will not give you a product so that's the reason why you might see a sale sometimes where the price is hidden and you have to add it to your cart to see the prices because they cannot legally show you the price they cannot legally sell you that uh at below a certain price so they're like okay they gotta hide it blah 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 anyways i might be fudging the the legal aspects there but you you get the general idea basically you can't sell below a certain price and amazon got a lower map pricing because they bought in bulk and they're gonna sell way more and basically what happened was this guy got beat out by amazon so it's kind of sad this independent businessman uh he made the right moves he worked really hard super smart uh, and then he sold on a platform where they took that information and then used it for their own gain now is this the world of business it is sadly it's how it is but because you went to that platform in the first place uh kind of screw yourself over because this platform isn't really working for you they're gonna use you to your advantage as much as possible so while the the prospect of increased profits and reach may seem appealing in the end it it became that person's undoing now would amazon have screwed them over anyways yes because they're smart enough where they'll monitor market trends for products and then go again directly to the manufacturer get a better pricing deal sell those products for a lower price at razor thin margins and just kill out the small businessman there's no reason for them to do it, but they, they do it anyway. So it's really dangerous selling something on Amazon if if Amazon can go to someone else and make it for cheaper. So there's a, there's a pro tip there if you're looking for, uh, you know, going into the booming market of e-commerce. Don't sell a product that can be copied on Amazon. Make sure it's <laughs> it cannot be copied. But the point is... As a small content creator, you know, we're really desperate to get more exposure. We're really desperate to kind of hit that ideal mass of viewership so that we can snowball on top of that, get more viewers, get more recognition, build our brand, you know, and then finally make money. You know, that's that's how you make money nowadays is through ad revenue or sponsorships. You got to get a large viewership. And then you can monetize through ads or people see that you have a large following and then they'll pay you to sponsor their products. Basically ads, right? So that's how you make money as a content creator and then you can use that to your advantage and then sell your own merch. You can sell whatever and you can branch off of that. But basically it's going to all be from ad money one way or another, sponsorships or ads. And so, you know, really desperate because it takes a lot of time a lot of effort and a lot of money so you might be tempted to go to a platform that looks enticing but then they're going to screw you over so 
Going into the main story at hand, where almost everyone in college humor lost their jobs, there's a great article that I read on Vulture, how Facebook is killing comedy. You can look that up. I'll link it in the description for this podcast as well. Um, obviously, it's one-sided, but I think there's some merit to what, what the main story of this article is, that Facebook is a black hole. So I can vouch for this myself because I was trying it and it's really hard to get exposure. For some reason, even if you hashtag stuff properly, your posts might get like one view, one engagement. If you're starting from scratch, right? If you're lucky and you you have figured it out, please let me know um, so I can share that information and try it out myself as well. But the only notifications that I get is... One a week where I'm like, oh, I got one new view and five engagements, which is, you know, pretty good, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but every day I get notifications of if you spend $10, your post can reach a thousand people. If you spend blank dollars, you can reach blank amount of people. So basically, Facebook pushes on you so hard that you need to spend money on Facebook advertisement to get more exposure on the platform. and it looks tempting at first, but here's why it's a problem. Uh, the reason why college humor failed, the reason why college, like comedy in general or any content on Facebook fails is that, all right, they get you into this trap of spending money to get more exposure on Facebook, and then you post content on Facebook, right? The problem is you can't ever link out. Pla- Facebook as a platform is made so that you need to post your content on Facebook People see it on Facebook, and then that's it. There's no continuation. And the crazy thing is you got to keep spending money to advertise on Facebook to get more exposure. And there's an algorithm, a quote-unquote algorithm. There is for every platform. But like, if the algorithm changes, then the amount of people that you reach changes as well. Most of the time, you need to spend more money. <laughs> so... As you can see here, this becomes a real issue because you can't monetize off of the things that you post on Facebook. It's really hard. They want you to post only on Facebook. It's an ecosystem where people consume stuff on Facebook and they never leave Facebook. So as you can see here, it's really hard because you got to get them to subscribe somehow. You got to have a Patreon, some way to donate money, get some income flowing. And this is really tough. Uh, people can still make it, all right? You can make it on any platform. I'm just telling you that it's harder on Facebook than you realize, and it's a trap. Um, compare this to Amazon. So my buddy, he makes whoop-de-doo, whoop-de-doo coloring books. Shout out to my buddy there. <laughs> He's a talented artist. He makes coloring books, and he sells them on Amazon. And he basically, he sent me a spreadsheet of uh, his ad spends and the profit or you know, prop return on investment basically on the ad spends, and basically, he if he spends like a thousand in advertising, he'll get like you know two to three thousand in gross income, you know, cut down all the costs, and you know it's still a very slim profit margin, but every time he spends money on ads, uh, it's also you pay per click. So when you click on the advertisement, then Amazon charges you. So the great thing is it's not by impressions, it's by clicks. An impression is basically every time someone sees the ad, you can get charged if it's paper impression. Um, 
which means someone could see the ad and not interact with it and you're still paying money, which kind of sucks. Pay-per-click is better in that someone saw the ad, they clicked on it, then you pay for it. Um, and then based off of that, you know, you got conversion rates. How many people who clicked on the ad actually brought your product, bought the product, I mean, and it's a way lower percentage, you know, it could be like 1%, it could be less than a percent. But anyways, my buddy showed me um, basically his expenditures and his sales. And if he spends more money, he makes more money. That's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. On Facebook, though, you spend more money, you don't make any money. <laughs> you, get, you get more people coming to your product, your page, whatever it is on Facebook. But it doesn't equate to growth outside of Facebook. And this is a huge problem. So in the short term, you know, you might throw $10 and you're like, oh my God, my post reached a thousand people. So you're like, I'll spend more money. But then it's only reaching people on Facebook. You can't grow outside and they can change the algorithm. You got to end up paying more money then, or you might not even reach any people. And then your career is dead if it was built on Facebook. And this is a huge mistake. There's a lot of people here who built their careers on Facebook. And a lot of them lost money uh, because they can no longer make any money. And the only person to profit out of this is, is Facebook. I mean, it's not a person. It's a faceless corporation. But you, you get where I'm going with this. So, you know, as a content creator, don't sell yourself short. Don't focus on the short-term gain. Always play the long game. That should be your main goal. Play the short-term game to help your long game. That's, that's important as well. Any boost you can get, anything to grow your branding faster. Sure, as long as it doesn't hurt your long-term gain. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself at a cliff and having to start over. It's not over, all right? To me, I don't think anything is over. It just means that you made a mistake and you can, you can keep going can learn after your mistakes and pick up where you started and you know it's never the end unless you want it to be <laughs> so it's hard though it's really hard so i'm with you guys out there my fellow small content creators i get it it's really hard and you just want to you want to make it so bad like you want to make it stable not only that as a creator you want someone to acknowledge that your content is good and enjoyable you desperately want that. You want validation uh, from the people that you're making the content for. And, you know, you, you might be tempted to take shortcuts. And my advice is don't do that. Don't screw yourself over. College humor was a juggernaut uh, back in its day. And now look where they are. The, everyone's laid off. Um, basically, What's, what's that guy's name? Sam Reich is now the owner. They have six months of content left, but basically all, everyone else is laid off. There's a few people there. And if they don't make money off of their subscription uh, service and all the content they have planned, then they got to restructure their business. I think they can keep going. It's just going to look a lot different. And this happened to some, something that was big and it affected hundreds of people's lives livelihoods they long no longer have a job and don't put yourself in that kind of situation right um anyways that's something i was thinking about because i've been making content for a year 
Uh, I am nowhere near where I want to be in terms of skill level and experience. Uh, I don't think I deserve to have a large viewership because my content is not good. I can recognize that. That's something that I was talking about as well. This is just a side note now. Done with the main conversation. This is more like my impromptu podcast where you know I don't really have a script. I have an idea and I go off of that. But I was t- talking with another fellow small streamer, Kellen Calmore. That's his Twitch handle. Um, but, you know, we desperately want people to view us. We desperately want this miracle moment where someone just hands us like a million viewers, you know, followers, subscribers, or whatever. We want someone to give it to us. We don't want to earn it. <laughs> we want that shortcut moment, you know? We don't want to work hard. I mean, we want to work hard, but we don't want to go through a long, like, painful process. I, I personally do, but, you know, a lot of people don't. We're hopeful, you know, that someone will give it to us. But the truth is, no one will give you anything. You got to make it on your own. But the point that I was making to Kellen was that, look, let's say this miracle moment happened. Out of nowhere, Mr. Beast donated you like a million dollars or a shroud dropped in on your mixer stream. And then he raided you and got all of these, you got 10,000 people watching you. They all followed you and they, they're tuning into you now. Uh, at your current level, as a you know, small content creator, you probably won't be able to make content to keep that large of a viewership. Uh, I'm just being honest here. Why? Because in order to be a content creator that excels, you need two things. You need the discipline of creation and, and then the joy of creation. So you need to be disciplined where... If you're making YouTube videos, if you're streaming, whatever you're doing, you need ideas. You need ideas to make content, new and exciting content. You can just play games if you want, but like, in order for people to engage with you, you need some sort of idea that you're going to put in there, even in your streams. But let's say for YouTube videos, you got to have an idea for a video. You need a script. You need, you know, you can storyboard if you want. But like you need an idea for a video and week after week, you got to make up a new video. You got to have ideas. You got to execute on it. You got to film it. Some of the ideas are going to be bad. You're not going to be proud of it. But you got to be always be creating, you know, <laughs> ABC. Always be creating something so that you fall into this, this habit and you get discipline in terms of being able to create something on demand. You know, you got to always be ready to have an idea and you might not think it's your best you might not be the proudest of it but no one makes a masterpiece every single time they set out to create something that's true for anyone and everyone uh like you know if we look at picasso some of his artworks are considered masterpieces but he had a lot of pieces of art in between where they weren't so good (laughs) that's true for any artist but you got to always be creating you got to have this discipline uh, to keep constantly driving yourself to create. And, and then the second thing is, if you keep doing this, you're going to burn out unless you find joy in creating something. I think that's the true artist. It's not necessarily that you make something that looks fantastic. It's more like you just find you're happy when you're creating things. I think that's the same with me. You know, you look, someone might look, look at a YouTube video that I made or a stream and they're like, eh, it's like whatever. but I I find true pleasure and joy when I'm creating anything. Um, just the act of creating something 
bringing something into being that didn't exist before, I think that's probably for me what it means to be an artist, a a, a creator. I don't necessarily want to do things related to video games, you know, the rest of my life. But there's so many ideas and things that I want to do. Like I want to make web comics, webtoons. I want to make TV shows, movies. I want to make some music. You know, um, it's really hard when you're bad at everything you do. But even if it's bad, I just find general joy in creating stuff. So you have the discipline of creation and joy of creation then you're going to get to a point where you're confident. You have the discipline. You find pleasure in what you're doing. You can keep making content of any type. Then you're going to get to a point where you're going to like what you're doing. You realize that it's not necessarily the best, and you're going to keep putting it out there. And you know, as a content creator, you're always afraid of how people will receive it. And it's important. It's it's a symbiotic relationship. You're making content to be consumed by other people. But you can get to a point where you're like, okay, criticism is okay. You're going to look at it and make your content better. You're going to be able to separate the emotions from the criticism and, you know, take it to heart. Some things, most things you can ignore. <laughs> you know, you can trust your gut. Some things you can't ignore, but you can get to a point where you're comfortable making content and you can regularly produce content then you're going to reach a point where if an audience you form an audience that you can keep them because they know who you are through your content um and that takes time there's no shortcuts to it so don't be tempted to go to a platform spend money on that platform and be trapped in that platform um always play the long game don't screw yourself over Basically, what I'm saying is Facebook sucks. <laughs> uh, in terms of live streaming on Facebook, I still haven't figured it out. I think it's much better than making uh, written content or video format for Facebook. Again, it's not the be-all, end-all if you have Facebook as your main, main platform. I think you can still make it work. You just have to be really smart about it because don't put yourself in a dead end. Dead end, right? Anyways, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, things you would like to hear, I was going to say C. That's my usual YouTube video ending. <laughs> but, you know, you're not seeing this podcast. But if there's anything that you would want help with, uh, if you want input, um, if you want anything for me to research and get back to you on, if you need help on anything, just want someone to talk to you, yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here for you guys. Uh, you can reach me on the email, pointyflatcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Discord, Steam, what, I, whatever. I'm, I'm on everything almost. Uh, I'll link my Twitch profile. And then on in my Twitch profile, I have everything linked in my panel. So you can click on that uh, to reach me on anything you want. Anyways, once again, thank you so much for dropping in and listening. I hope this helps somehow. Um... I hope you can see my struggles and learn from it. Hopefully make your own struggles a lot easier. And that's the main, main thing I'm doing. But, but yeah, quick shout out to my cousin again, Josh Park. He's making those vlogs. He's going at it still. One vlog a week. He's doing pretty well. I, think I can see him get better. Uh, more people are watching, I think. Uh, it's kind of nice to see a fellow content creator who's... Uh, on the grind too it's always an encouragement to see people not give up even when it's hard 
Anyways, I'm here as well. I'm not giving up on anything. In fact, I'm trying to make more content, but we'll see where that goes. And I'm just rambling now, <laughs> so I'm going to end. Thank you once again for listening, uh, and catch you guys next time.